um, strike by auto workers. US correspondent Nick Harper reports. On the surface, it looks like a stellar surge in hiring, about 85,000 more jobs than expected, the best report since January. The reality is a little different. 50,000 General Motors workers had been out on strike for six weeks, so were not included in October's survey. Their return to work in November helped dramatically boost the data. Even so, this jobs report will add some reassurance amid a turbulent time of a slowing global economy and continued trade wars. The unemployment rate dropped 0.1%, returning to 3.5%, the lowest level in 50 years. Uber is sending shockwaves across the United States. The ride-hailing app has released a report for the first time ever revealing the number of sexual assault allegations amongst its passengers and drivers. Gillian Wolfe has more. The numbers are shocking. 5,981 allegations of sexual assault over the course of two years. And that's only in the U.S. Most of the claims are of unwanted touching, but even more troubling are the number of rape complaints. There were 235 reports of rape just last year, which is more than four every week. Now, these aren't just passenger complaints. In fact, nearly half of the complaints are coming from the drivers themselves. To put the numbers into context, Uber says it provides more than 45 rides in the U.S. every second. And over the course of the report, 2.3 billion rides took place in those two years. Uber hopes that with this data, other companies will follow suit. The company, which already has some safety features, is now in the process of rolling out new measures to help keep passengers and drivers safe. Police in India have shot dead four men who were arrested as suspects in the rape and murder of a 27-year-old doctor. Sreyoshi Mukherjee reports. The police in the state of Telangana say that they were forced to shoot the men in the early hours of Friday local time when they tried to make an escape. The police had taken the four suspects to the scene of the crime in a bid to reconstruct the rape and murder of the 27-year-old victim. Many have questioned the police's actions since the four men had not been convicted for the crime. The parents of the victim have welcomed the death of the men saying that their daughter has finally been given justice. Many politicians and citizens have also applauded the police's actions, calling this swift justice. India sees over 90 rape cases every day and despite the establishment of fast-track courts, most cases move slowly and conviction rates are very low. From Bureaus Worldwide, this is FSN. First, I hold my hands out like they're on a steering wheel. Then I look over my shoulder. One, okay, cool guy. Two, three times. Next, oh, I put it in reverse. Meep, meep, meep. Then I take it up and down, up, up, and down. And that, kiddos, is called the forklift. Dance like a dad. It's a great way to make a moment with your kids. Now that's dancing. Sure beats flossing. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Activated by contract termination, rumors of our demise are greatly exaggerated. Welcome to Stacy on the Right with your host, Stacy Washington. She's blessed to be a Bible reading, gun toting, Air Force veteran, wife, and mom, righteously American.
Welcome. Welcome to the program. Okay. <laughs> My camera is not turning over, but I am here I'm, and we're live and we are so, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to have um, some streaming capabilities. We are still not working on Facebook, which is weird. It's absolutely, it's crazy pants. Um, not sure why, what is happening, um, but we'll just keep working on it. We'll just keep trying to, uh, we'll just keep trying to make it. You can get over to the, the very best place to find the show, um, which at this point turns out to be YouTube or LifeZet TV, which is at LifeZet.com. So any one of those places. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for tuning in. It's Friday. I hope you've had a fantastic week. Mine has been interesting to say the least. I, it's We're still doing 25 days of Christmas headbands. So you can check out the images of that. I put some of them up on uh, Instagram. I'll have to take a few more pictures, live stills to get the rest of the ones I've been wearing. The, yes, the, to answer the question, there are some new hats that have been added headbands and hats that have been added to the repertoire. So you're going to get to see those as well. And we'll be rolling those out as as it, it it's the mood that strikes you. What hat are you going to wear? I don't know, but you're going to wear one. You're going to have one on. And if you have some of these, if you've gotten one from Walgreens or CVS or Hobby Lobby, or maybe you found some somewhere else, you they sell them everywhere, really. They're as common as Christmas sweaters and Christmas socks. Put yours on, Go out with it and see how many people smile at you. Go to restaurants and see how many of the servers are wearing them because they want to kind of they want you to be happy while you're eating your food. It's about the Christmas spirit, which is of giving and uplifting people, especially those who are struggling during this season. And when I say people who are struggling during the season, it's it's not everyone that's actually had a loss. Some people are struggling because they've said yes to too many things. They've had too many things in their lives that they they haven't felt empowered or strong enough to say no to. And then as those responsibilities begin to come due, they realize they've overscheduled themselves. And so they're weary during the season. And this is not the season for weariness. Nonetheless, if you're experiencing weariness during the Christmas season, first, I want to say, you know, God bless and receive this virtual hug from me. And, and just take a couple of deep breaths and step back for a second and realize that this is not the season for harriedness and weariness. And I've been there. And let me tell you something that really helped me during my times where I felt overscheduled that I committed to too much was to just take a few deep breaths. Sometimes I would go outside, even if it was icy cold. We actually are having some pretty mild weather in the Midwest right now. But most of the time during this time of year, we actually have a little respite right after Thanksgiving and then it gets really cold. And that's when you're trying to finish up your Christmas shopping or maybe you're trying to get some food together to make um, something that you've committed to for the school or for, your, for uh, you know, church or for another organization, maybe for work. Maybe you've signed up to bring something to the work holiday party or what have you. Take a deep breath. If you need to, if that deep breath doesn't help, take a couple more, step outside. Even if it's cold, just step out there for a minute Take a deep breath of that icy cold air and then, or if it's good weather, whatever the air is, and then just think for a second what a blessing it is to have that many people want you to help. So if you're cooking or if you're, you've said, I'll come over and help clean or whatever you've said you're going to do, just think about how nice it is to be wanted and to have people actually, they're really counting on you. And just think about that for a second, because there's a lot of loneliness in this season. A lot of people who would really give anything to have anyone waiting to come to their house or waiting for them to come over, they want to be included. 
And then if you have it within you to ask someone else to join you for a meal over the holiday, whether it's lunch, it doesn't have to be fancy. Remember, we always look at, I know for me, it's a it's a pressure cooker. You look at Pinterest, you look at Instagram, you look at Facebook, you see what other people are doing, and you think to yourself, wow, so that's what that's supposed to look like. Well, sure, it can look like that. It can look Pinterest worthy. But some of the best meals that I've ever had, some of the most comforting times that I've ever had, have it's not been the prettiest meal. It's been that someone said, come over, come over real quick. And I'm like, really do right now? And then I go over and what they've done is they've made a huge pot of soup and they want me to sit down and have a bowl of soup with them and just talk. And the times that that has happened, it, it's almost like someone is massaging some um, kind of moisturizer into your little dried up black heart, you know, so, you know, the joke about it, you know, my cold black heart, someone's massaging something into that. And it just makes you feel better. You walk away, you have gotten nothing but a bowl of soup. But the company is what makes the difference. And so there are many, many people in our worlds, the worlds that we live in, who are in desperate need of, it might not be a bowl of soup. Maybe that's not your thing. Maybe you're the best sandwich maker, or maybe um, maybe you're going to pick up a rotisserie chicken and a salad and some vanilla ice cream, and you're just going to invite someone over to share that. People don't really care what you make, and they don't care if it's you know restaurant quality or anything like that. They just want to be included, and they just want someone to want them. And so if you can do that this Christmas season, it will make everything else that you have to do that much lighter. And I'm saying this for myself as well. Please don't think I've got all this going going together. I'm actually hosting something at our house next week. And I was complaining. If you guys have been following me at all on social media, you've seen me a couple of just a little couple of posts <laughs> saying that up until just about 24 hours ago, I still had pumpkins up around here because we went out of town for the first time in years. We went to family for Thanksgiving. And so not being here and Thanksgiving was really late this year. I don't know if you guys noticed it was the last week in November, which means a lot of people are scrambling. They're wondering, are we even getting lights up this year? And I know you're thinking, well, Stacy, it's only December 6th. Yeah, but it's it's that much shorter because you didn't have the last week of Thanksgiving to ease into December. You're already in December, which means you now have that many fewer, like one week less, basically, to get everything done. So don't think of it that way. Think of it as you're going to get done whatever you would like to get done. There is no minimum amount of decorations. There's no maximum. There is no standard that you have to meet. Any person who comes over to your house and says, oh, you don't have enough Christmas decorations up or, oh, you only put up one tree. That person, you invited the wrong person over. And you just need to kindly rebuke them by saying, this is what we have and we're very blessed and happy to have it. And we're glad to have you here and move on. Don't let anybody make you feel pressured. And then if it's family, you know, I'm right there with you, sister, bro, I'm there with you. If you're listening to the show and you have a, a family that's putting taxing standards upon you and making you feel as if you're not doing what needs to be done, that's all right. That let, let those people say what they're going to say. God bless them. But let's also, um, let's make the best of what we have to 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 make of the holiday, because it's such a blessing to even have the ability to celebrate this holiday. Uh, so let's let's make the most of it by letting the criticisms just let it flow right over you, not through you, over it. Just think of yourself and visualize yourself as being someone who you're moving forward. 
at the, the speed and pace you've set. And God is for you. He's not against you. He's for you. He is interested in making your load light. He wants you to focus on him so he can make your workload light. Just tell him, Lord, I have all these things to do and I have these people to deal with. So if you would just fix it or fix me so I can deal with these people in a joyous way and have a fantastic Christmas season and glorify you and let me focus on you and please make my load light and then just start doing what you have to do. And for, for goodness sakes, post some pictures over at Stacy on the Right Show on Facebook and let me see what you're working with because I am so excited about Christmas. That's why I do the headbands. That's why I have that reindeer nose and antlers on my car. Yes, that is me doing all the most I can. Um, but not even the most because like I said, we don't have, we just have the few Christmas decorations up over here. I just managed to get down the pumpkins and stuff. So now, that being said, we're running straight through. We have no commercials today, no you know, PSAs or what have you. And today's title of the show, we are talking about this naval base shooter. And I want to get to that. Um, I was really disturbed because so so today I actually had my first day of this week where I didn't have some kind of commitment first thing in the morning and then a whole day's worth of things stacked up against me and then had to try to get some stuff done. I had already done my Life's That TV show. We did Mom Moment over there and we talked about uh, Proverbs eleven sixteen. It's really fantastic, and uh, I think it, I think it's already up at Life's That. The audio of that show will be up at the listen.stacyonright.com later on today after this program. So let's talk about this Pensacola naval base shooter that shot eleven people and left three dead. He was from Saudi Arabia. Now, um, also today on the show, we're going to dig into a little bit of today's news. We'll talk about Mark Meadows catching a few tacit admissions from Pelosi. Um, some uh, response from Chick-fil-A that, that is here and available for us. And I just, guys, my thing I told you before, and I'm going to just reiterate before we even get into this Pensacola shooter thing. In the past, I have immediately, like the snapback from me has been ultra quick when I see organizations, businesses jumping on the bandwagon and going against Christians because we spend the most money. Like everybody else, gays, everybody else who has a group or constituency, your little tent, your whatever you call yourself, y'all get at our level. That's what I'm saying. We spend the most. Christians still are the largest uh, faith group in America. We spend the most, we save the most, we give the most. We are the number one you want our dollars. You want our business. We're the first ones to get insulted, intentionally be insulted by the same people who want us to buy their products. Gillette, always pads and tampons. Uh, I could go on and on. Target stores. Y'all want our money, but you want to also flaunt your godlessness in our faces. And we don't really care much about how you're living. We just want to be able to shop in peace, right? So we're going to spend those dollars somewhere, right? So the thing with Chick-fil-A that I've been holding off on is because they are a Christian organization and they do have a methodology for what they're doing, but they are no longer controlled exclusively by the Kathy family. They are a business that has moved beyond their original smaller core and the owners and people who started it have, you know, they're, they're older now and they have, the company has transitioned into regular leadership. I don't know what their standard is for whether or not their leaders can be the CEO or what have you and what kind of Christian walk they have to have, but I'm holding off because there's, there's, we need to offer some grace to Christian brothers and sisters when they're struggling, and, and this is in public in the marketplace. And so if we're going to get upset with them, we need to do so calmly and quietly and wait and see exactly what they have going on before we just, you know, unleash the, the demons. 
cut off ties. We're, we're boycotting. This is not Target Stores, which is a secular company. This is Chick-fil-A, a Christian business that is still, their, their actual company policy is closed on Sunday so that their employees can rest and give honor to the Lord by going to church on that day. And that, that's nothing against people who go to church on Saturdays, but Sunday is the day they've chosen to close for that. So we'll dig into that. And I might go into Nancy Pelosi snapping and losing her ever-loving mind yesterday on that reporter for him asking her a perfectly valid question, which is whether or not she hates Donald Trump. Um, so first, let's talk about this Pensacola naval, naval base shooter. So he shot 11 people and left three dead. And it's just been revealed that he's a Saudi national here in America for, guess what, flight training. I mean, we will just train anybody on how to fly. What is it with us? I got to say, we Americans, we know how to do a lot of cool stuff. We're always training our enemies on how to do stuff. And yes, I know Saudi Arabia is an ally. I've been there before, so don't come at me. So Josh Margolin is reporting that the suspect in the Pensacola Naval Base shooting was a Saudi national. They're working to determine whether or not it was terror-related. Then ABC News has come in with their reporting, and they say four people are dead, including the suspect, after an active shooting incident at a naval base in Pensacola, Florida. He was a Saudi national here for flight training, and two law enforcement officials who are familiar with the investigation reported that to ABC News. Now, they're trying to determine whether the shooting was terror-related, and it took place in one of the classroom buildings on the base. Officers with the Escambia County Sheriff's Office arrived on the scene and fatally shot the suspect after uh, exchanging gunfire with him. Eight people were injured in the shooting and were transported to Baptist Hospital. And that was what a a hospital spokesperson told ABC News. One of those who was transferred to the hospital later died from his injuries. Two officers were also among those who were wounded in the shooting. One officer was shot in the leg and is in surgery. The other officer was shot in the arm and is undergoing care at the hospital. They're both expected to survive. Great prognosis there. And then um, we don't know the identity uh, or the nationality. Um, Well... He took his own life, um, which is interesting. So Matt Getz, there's an update, says that the FBI is taking over the investigation, which means they're considering it an act of terror. It was not a murder. It was an act of terror. So my thing with, the, with, with all of it is, again, when's the last time we examined our procedures for allowing someone into the country to be trained to fly? When's the last time we truly evaluated whether or not we're considering the most relevant factors in whether or not a person should be brought over into our country, period? And I know there's this, there's this, um, it's like, it's a part of the American spirit where when someone wants to come to America and live here, we have this innate response of, yes, you know, we, people who want to live here should be able to come and live here. Uh, People who want to come here and get educated here, they should be able to come. It's like spreading the American way of life. And it is. It it is. Because when people come here and if they're properly assimilated, they become Americans. And it does spread our way of life because their extended family that gets to experience America through their, their family member. And some of them eventually come over and become Americans themselves. But there is also another aspect to this, which is. Not everyone who wants to come here wants to come here to become an American. Some want to come here so that they can harm us because they don't like the American way of life. They don't like Americans. They don't like America. How do we determine which group these people fall into? We have to use more common sense here and go less on our feelings, which is antithetical to our current, the the current um, fervor in the United States is feeling based. 
Everything in America right now hinges on how someone feels. If something triggers you or angers you, then you should be able to eliminate it or shut it down or put it out of business or, or push it out of your way. The response to everything seems to be, how does this make me feel? Oh, the feelings are bad. Then eliminate it, wipe it from existence. Well, that is not adult behavior. Those are the hallmarks of a small child. When you experience something that you do not like, it does not mean that the thing that you do not like is inherently an attack on you or bad. If we are to have people come into this country and prevent more acts of terror like this from occurring, we need to go less on feelings. We feel great towards them because they're coming here and they're bringing diversity. Instead of looking at bringing diversity here, we should be looking at people who want to come here and be a part of what we are. That's not racism, bigotry, or xenophobia. I am not any of those things. What I am is looking to have less of these kinds of attacks. And especially if you think about it, this is on a military installation. It's supposed to be one of the safer places on, uh, you know, in America. <laughs> military installations. I mean, you can't just drive onto one. This guy had to have, because he was taking training there, he had access. So he had some kind of ID or sign-in process or pass that he was able to use to get onto the base. So he got onto the base armed and went and shot a bunch of folks, right? How is that what we want to happen here in this country? I can tell you it's not. We, we need better than that. Uh, so anyway, now I want to turn over to the chat room real quick. Let me go in there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Tracy, Lightning Man 7, Melly. Hey, guys. Thank you so much. Um for everybody being in the chat room today, I'm I'm missing uh, I'm missing smoke in there. He might be in there, but the chat window is not moving right at this second. Um, and Melly, thank you so much. I love the headbands too. You know, if you so the other thing you can do is if you're not like me and you want to go out in public because you're thinking that will make a spectacle of me, and I get it because I was out for lunch today with a friend who hadn't seen in a couple of weeks, and we just went and got a bowl of soup from this soup place right in here in the suburbs of St. Louis. And I forgot to put a headband on when I left this morning because we had to drop the dog off because they forgot to groom him while they were keeping him over Thanksgiving break. So we had to, I had to go back over there with him. He looks so rough. You know, he's a hair dog, so he has to be groomed. And he hasn't been groomed. And then they didn't groom him. And he stayed in the kennel the whole week and came back home looking the same way. So I had to drop him off. And I forgot my little headband. So while I was out, um, I had lunch with her. And I came back and I realized I don't have my little headband on. And I like wearing them. But it is it is a little bit like people will be looking at you. Some people will look at you like, ugh, you know, but most people will smile because they realize you you're spreading some Christmas spirit. And the smile is, you know, an acknowledgement. Hey, so if you're thinking about doing it, you might just want to start off at home. Get one. My husband and our son, they have the, the Santa hat. And then me and the girls, we put on just for here at home because the girls don't feel comfortable wearing them in public. We, they put on little reindeer antlers and so do I. And we take pictures and we laugh and we do that on Christmas. And whenever I can convince them, like when we put the tree up, we usually will have them on. And they, they indulge me in this way, y'all. You can only imagine what it's like to be my offspring and have to put up with all my antics. Um, but I hope they enjoy it. And I hope it is inspiring for whenever they have their own kids. They can embarrass their kids by having antics as well. So, um, yeah, it is fun. I think it's one of those things where you look at someone who's wearing them. Like when I've been out and I've seen someone with a headband on, it just, it cracks me up because I know that person 
there's some part of them that's just like me. Extra. <laughs> Extra in a good way or in a bad way. I don't know. <laughs> but it, it is, that is what it is. So um, now, uh, back to, so I'm, I've been so disturbed. Um, and here is the, the, the whole, the whole impeachment thing. I had someone ask me about it. How am I exhausted by it? And the answer is yes, I am. I am so tired of, um, I'm tired of this impeachment sham. I'm tired of Nancy Pelosi acting like it's anything more than their attempt to stop the president from replacing Ruth Bader Ginsburg when she passes away. And I don't, I'm not interested in her passing away any earlier than it is her time. God has ordained her days. Whether I want her to or not, she is going to go when it's her time, just as I will, period. That's it. So Pelosi actually held a press conference and this was yesterday, just before lunch. And um, here's a few things that she said during the press conference, admissions that she made, according to Mark Meadows. He tweeted this out. He said, Speaker Pelosi tacitly admitted two things here. Ask about key moments of the impeachment investigation. She brings up polling. When asked about the speed of impeachment, she says Mueller was appointed two and a half years ago. So this is all about politics, and it has been since 2017. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up to you here on the show is because I, what I want us to do is every time Nancy Pelosi is speaking about the impeachment, we have to not listen to her from the perspective, because I'm guilty of this. I hear her and she grates on my nerves and I immediately, I don't believe anything she has to say and I don't, I don't necessarily listen to her to analyze what is the backdrop or the underpinning of what she's saying. But what Mark Meadows is pointing out here is a great like kind of, switcheroo for us in listening to her and I know if you're if you're sitting here you're probably thinking well Stacey I don't listen to Nancy Pelosi and if you don't then you're living a life that's much more free than I am and God bless you and I just I just want to let you know that um you're awesome so but if you are listening to her if you see her coming up on there um (laughs) this is what you have to do (laughs) you have to listen to the point of what she's saying she's responding to questions she's always got an agenda, obviously, all of us do, but she has something that she's pointing out that she's bringing to the fore. There's an underpinning to what she's doing. So keep listening for what she's saying beyond what the words that are coming out of her mouth. When asked about the speed of impeachment, she starts talking about how the Mueller investigation was going on for two and a half years. Her point is that she hasn't been moving quickly at all. But that and also the point is that the impeachment is not supposed to be about the Mueller investigation. The impeachment was initiated because of President Trump's phone call on July 25th. And so she's admitting that they've been trying to impeach him since the day he was elected. They only moved on impeachment because Polling changed in September after Americans were lied to by Adam Schiff when he did the parody of the phone call. Not when Americans read the transcript, because if you read the transcript of the call, you realize there is no there there. But when he did that fake parody on front of all of those cameras and that went out to multiple tens of millions of households, then they polled everybody and people were like, well, if he did, if he demanded a quid pro quo, then Obviously, he should be impeached. Well, Americans were misled, right? Am I right? Okay, so 
Then in a different clip, she actually argued that the impeachment is really all about Russia, claiming Trump withheld the aid from Ukraine in order to help Russia. Well, he didn't withhold the aid, first of all. The aid was never withheld. It was issued on time. That's the first thing. Second of all, there is no helping Russia by withholding aid from the Ukraine when Russia has already annexed Crimea. <laughs> and when we have already leveled sanctions against them, come on. Okay. So she just makes stuff up as she goes along. And the Democrats are utterly desperate at this point. And it shows it stinks to high heaven. Their desperation is like a dirty diaper on a baby at the grocery store. Everybody knows the baby has a dirty diaper and everybody is staring at the mom like, you know, you're about to push that cart over there to the side and take that baby to the bathroom and change their diaper because the rest of us are standing here with our food and we are not trying to smell that. That is the desperation of the Democrats. It stinks to high heaven and everybody in the room knows where the stink is coming from. They can they can test the polls. They can make stuff up. But in the end, every American who's read the transcript or who has listened to their witnesses, that fake sham they had on with those uh, professors, the one lady looked like she has not been taking proper care of herself and was insulting the president's minor child. All of it. Like I said, it's dirty diaper time, people. And you know what you do with dirty diapers. You clean that baby up and you throw that dirty diaper away and you triple bag it in a plastic sack and you get it out of the house. That's what you do with a dirty diaper. And that's what we have to do with the impeachment sham that the Democrats are putting on. The only answer, the only way to clean this dirty diaper up is for Americans writ large, whether you're a Democrat or a moderate or a politically agnostic person or a Republican is to go out and vote for the opposite party. And, and I'm saying that because there has to be a lesson here. If even if you think President Trump is the worst person on the face of the earth, he has committed no crime. If this is OK for them to do to him, it's OK for any other political opponent to do to you or your husband, or your wife, or your son, or your daughter, or your mom, or your dad, your cousin, the person that you've known for years and years, one of the most upright, upstanding citizens you've ever met, the person who maybe was your mentor or who discipled you into the faith or whatever, he might have been your horseback riding instructor when you were eight, that person is fair game for a political opponent to make up a witch hunt and take them down because they don't like them. Any person who beats another person at a political contest or beats them out for a CEO job, or maybe it's a radio show job, any person is now available to have the same kind of extrajudicial, unconstitutional witch hunt leveled at them to remove them from the spot where they are. Is that the America you want to live in? Make up your mind, people. Make up your mind. So, um, so you can find that in the show links. Pretty, pretty interesting to see him dig down to what she was really talking about. Now, we'll turn to Chick-fil-A as we are um, as we are circling around here. So Chick-fil-A has now stepped forward to respond to outrage. And apparently they've donated to the Southern Poverty Law Center. Um so they, yeah, they did. They donated to the Southern Poverty Law Center and they said the company did not make the donation. It was actually a volunteer member. And this was back in 2017. Chick-fil-A actually responded to an inquiry by the Daily Caller News Foundation. 
and they issued a statement that the donations in question were disclosed on the 2017 Chick-fil-A Foundation 990 that lists giving for the 2017 calendar year. Donations during that year included the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Salvation Army, Paul Anderson Youth Home, and over 300 other organizations. The SLPC donation was made by a volunteer member of the Chick-fil-A Foundation Advisory Board. And um, this is a Chick-fil-A spokesperson. They didn't specify who the volunteer was. They have not yet responded to a request for comment on who it was. Each volunteer advisor in 2017 was offered the opportunity to recommend a grant recipient. The grants were given to a range of organizations, including Meals on Wheels, Atlanta Mission, the Holocaust Survivors Support Fund, Georgia Historical Society, and Brain Health Research at Emory University. The spokesperson said Chick-fil-A's founder, Truett Cathy, built the business on biblical principles that still guide the business today. He famously said, quote, probably the greatest gift that God has given any one of us is the power that we have to change people's lives by what we do. The best run company is the company that is forever thinking about others. It is in the spirit that all donations are made, end quote, the spokesperson added. So I'm glad they explained that it was an individual who directed that donation and that there were over 300 donations sent out. And I want to also say um, that so no one's perfect, right? Um, you guys, there may be some people who are thinking, yes, <laughs> exactly, because you've been looking for the show this week and you're thinking, where is she? Well, I'm not perfect either. Um, and I, I'm doing the best I can. And I think Chick-fil-A is doing the best they can. In fact, this is part of the reason that they've narrowed down their giving profile, because giving the Chick-fil-A uh, foundation advisory board, giving each member of that advisory board the ability to put forward a name means that some of the names that are put forward are going to be antithetical because everyone on that board doesn't, isn't perfect, right? So you got nobody on the board perfect at Chick-fil-A, nobody over here at my house perfect, especially not if, if we're talking about running this show, it is the epitome of imperfection is what you're getting right now. Um, and it's what you're going to continue to get until I have the same thing that I had before when I was at AFR, I actually had a producer and there was a whole staff of engineering people. American Family Radio is a huge organization with over 100 employees and they're all working as unto the Lord. So when I was plugged in over there, I could put on that. It was just like broadcast quality programming. Now I'm a one woman show and it is very hard to get the same thing done, but I'm still still working at it. I'm not giving up. It is just really frustrating, and I've been kind of at the end of my rope a few times, but God, he's still here with me, and he's enabling me to do it. And so the same thing is what I see with Chick-fil-A. And I just, I know, and and usually in my gut, I know when it's time to cut something off. Um, With Target, when they came out and they were just obstinate about having men in the women's restrooms, I knew in my gut I had to cut them off. Even though I liked their products, I enjoyed shopping in their store. We had devoted a significant amount of our budget to shopping there as opposed to other places. I knew I had to let it go. With Chick-fil-A, I do not have that feeling. It has not been communicated to me that I need to move away from Chick-fil-A as a place where we occasionally buy food. Really, it's the kids who eat there more than we do, my husband and I. But I'm saying this to say, let us examine what they're doing and give them a chance to respond because they are under attack by the enemy. And as Christians and them being our Christian brothers and sisters working there, we 
we, the Bible tells us we are to bear with and suffer with our Christian brothers and sisters and to look for ways to see the best in them and to support them and to come alongside them, not to abandon them in the fight. And I know that's one of the reasons, um, one of the reasons I like doing radio is I'm, I have a warrior stance. I have a warrior attitude. It, it actually gets me in trouble. I could tell y'all a story, but I'm gonna keep it to myself because it's, it's about family, but I have a warrior stance. I don't know where I got it from, but I have it. And I mean, I, I, I get into battle mode. I can get there so fast. I'll get there before I even know I'm there. And I'm out with swords and guns drawn, battling down to the ground before I'm like, whoa, I gotta, I gotta pump the brakes here. So saying that, you know, if there was anything in me that felt like Chick-fil-A was in the wrong here and was genuinely making a turn away from God, I would be out there in the front with my everything I got drawn, taking it down, straight down to the ground. I would never shop there again. I would cut it loose. There would be no waiting. But that is not the case here. If it ever becomes the case, you'll be the first one to hear it from me because I will be all over social media. I'll be right here on this 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 show talking about that, but it's not. So y'all pray for me that my warrior stance doesn't continue to get me in trouble as I have recently gotten myself into some trouble for taking some people on, which I probably should have just went home and got my prayer closet. But this is who I am this, this whole year. That's what I've been saying about myself. (laughs) So you can find this story in the show notes as well. It's listen.stacyontheright.com. Okay. So now, um, I think I said we were going to talk about one more thing. Um, hold on a second. It's a little, it's a little fly by the seat of the pants on Friday. I'm so excited, um, about that, that just, I'm excited because it's the weekend because I get to finally, we'll get the yard cleaned up one more time and, um, we will have just an amazing opportunity to kind of unplug and have a good weekend. And I hope you guys are planning to get in the pew at some place on the weekend, enjoy, um, the opportunity to get in the, the house of the Lord and spend some time. So last story for today, um, and, and New York police department officer was injured yesterday after he went to a store and purchased a sandwich and inside the sandwich was hidden a razor blade. And when he bit into it, he cut his mouth. He's a member of the NYPD's critical response command. And he purchased the sandwich at Bon Appetit, a sandwich shop on Beach 129th Street in Rockaway Park at about 4.30 p.m. And this was on Thursday. He cut the inside of his mouth with the razor as he took a bite and was taken to Nassau Community Medical Center for a minor wound. Police are trying to determine if a worker at Bon Appetit planted the razor inside the sandwich or if this was a freak accident. I mean, which do you think it was? Cops recovered DNA evidence from the razor, but have yet to gain access to the shop surveillance system to see who prepared the food. Police are expected to return to the eatery today to continue their investigation. Workers at Bon Appetit declined to comment when reached by phone. So we know it wasn't a freak accident. Now, someone who hated cops put that uh, razor blade into the sandwich. And what I have to say is every single time some uh, police officer is attacked, What you're doing is you're tearing away at the threads of what keeps our society the best society on the face of this planet. The reason why we can have 1 million police officers in a country of 320 million and still keep the peace, relative peace, outside of the gang wars and MS-13 and all that stuff is because we have a law-abiding citizenry. 
So when you see people doing the videos where they're licking the ice cream in the grocery store or people putting razor blades or telling cops you can't eat here, you can't sit here, what they're doing is they're advocating for anarchy. And that is the spirit that comes straight from the, the pit of hell. The enemy wants those who have an anarchist spirit to break the peaceful nature of society and to pass that anarchy on, that spirit of rebelliousness onto other people so they will be rebellious and that that will take hold of our society and that we will no longer have peace in the land, but we will have constant uh, turmoil. That comes from the pit of hell. That is the enemy's plan for us. He comes to lie, steal, kill, and destroy. And every single time someone gives into that impulse, like this person did, they are spreading that anarchy to others because other weak-minded individuals will see this story and say, I work at a sandwich shop and I'm going to put a razor blade in there. I'm going to spit in the cop's food next time. And it doesn't just have to be police officers. It can be any public figure. Remember, it was Democrats like... Um, Maxine Waters, who said, run them out of public life. They shouldn't be able to pump gas or buy groceries or eat in public. That is the spirit of the enemy. And so as we're closing out the show today, I want to ask you to please pray, number one, that God that, that God would release revival in our land and that more people who are living like that person would um, come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their savior and that in that process, they would come to see that anarchy only brings death and destruction, first of all, to themselves, right? <laughs> They're getting this anarchist spirit that they think is going to be on other people, but it's really going to be on them. And we don't want that. We don't want it on them. And we certainly don't want it in our communities. We don't want it on ourselves. So let's pray that God would release revival and that more people would come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their savior. And that in all things, People who have given themselves to service for our country, whether it's in the armed forces or it's in, in our hospitals and our clinics, the people who work there to heal people, whether it is um, law enforcement or the National Guard or the Coast Guard or Marines, Army, Air Force, Navy, uh, any persons who are working in service industries, what people who service our food, people who clean, people who are our plumbers, those of us who serve in the home as moms and caregivers and wives, those of us who serve in the workplace, the the you know breadwinners in our families, be it the husband or the wife, that all of us are in service, and that we would all feel a special responsibility to discharge our duties because God is watching and will be held accountable, and that we want to please Him. And because we know that all of the things that we do, our lives are intertwined. We impact each other by the way that we live. If we live like we know that's the truth, we will have fewer incidents like this. This person didn't think through that now Bon Appetit, that business, people, there are some people who will never eat there again because they think if they'll put a razor blade in a cop sandwich, they might put one in mine. I'm married to a cop or I'm a daughter of a cop or, you know, whatever. These, there are people who will never eat there again. That employee has negatively impacted the entire business and every employee who works there should be angry at that person and trying to hold them accountable because they're making it hard for them to make a living. I could go on. <laughs> but I am going to uh, wrap it up here. And I want to wish everyone, first of all, thank you so much to everyone who's been wondering where I am. I have been doing shows over at LifeSet. I posted some of those in the chat room over at Stacy on the Right. Also... 
They're uh, on the Facebook page, but you can get them straight away. Just go to lifezet.com, click on the TV link, and you'll see had a great interview with um, Mr. Irby. He's a new friend, and he's a black conservative young guy. Brilliant, brilliant kid. He's I say kid because he's I think he's in his 20s. Um, he we had a great interview and we'll be talking again. He's going to have a show over at Life Set. So excited to see more young voices out there coming out, speaking the truth, getting their audiences. Ugh, just so exciting. Um, so wonderful to be with you. And um, yeah, we got to love it, guys more next week. I have an exciting thing to share with you as well. Hint, I'm going to be back at the White House. (laughs) Okay. Have a great night, everybody.